and you're listening to episode 87 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Alexa in Canada. I am live at Voice Summit and I wanted to do a very special podcast episode for today. You see, I was very privileged to be asked to give a talk on flash briefings at Voice Summit 2019 and in particular I was giving this talk on Tuesday, July 23rd. I gave a talk entitled Flash Briefings, the Prime Real Estate of Voice. And in this talk, I went through and I talked about why it's so important to consider creating a flash briefing. I went through the steps to create a flash briefing and I went over some of the results from my Crack the Code game as well. And I received some great feedback from this uh, talk. I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, It really means a lot to me, and I'm glad that it really brought some value to the participants there. And I was asked a number of times, is there a video of this? Is there a recording of this? And the good news is indeed there is a recording of it. And so for your listening pleasure, if you didn't get a chance to attend Voice 2019, I've got some great news. You are about to hear my talk. So this is a recording of my flash briefing talk, flash briefings, the prime real estate of voice. And I should just mention right off the bat here, uh, I cover a lot of information in this talk. However, if you would like to learn how to create your own flash briefing, what I outline here is really the outline for my entire course called Flash Briefing Formula, which you can access at flashbriefingformula.com. It's an entirely free course. Already I've had a whole bunch of people sign up for it that were attending the session. And over the course of the week at Voice Summit, I've had people come up to me and say that they are loving the course, they are getting so much out of it, and they are sharing it, which is the biggest compliment that I can possibly receive. So if you are interested in flash briefings, uh, then this course is for you as well. Okay, so without any further ado, let's get right to this uh, talk. This is a little bit longer than my typical podcast episodes, about 45 minutes in length. That's how long the talk was, but I hope you will enjoy it, and I hope you will get a lot out of it. All right, enjoy. This is where I live. Well, I don't don't live in that silver ball, okay? (laughs) That's not my house, but this is the city I live in. Anybody know where this is? Vancouver. Vancouver, BC, Canada, all right? And um, unluckily for me, this is probably, or not probably, it is one of the most expensive places to live on the continent, if not the world. So the real estate in Vancouver for a basic home, nothing fancy at all, any guesses? One million bucks, a million dollars for basically an average home in Vancouver. It's a beautiful place. This is the Lionsgate Bridge going to the North Shore from Stanley Park. Has anybody ever been to Vancouver? Yeah, okay, awesome. And uh, this is a picture of uh, the part of downtown And then uh, this is English Bay looking out west towards the Pacific Ocean. If I could go back in time, (laughs) 20, 30 years, and perhaps pick up a little piece of real estate right about here, I wouldn't be investing in Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot to say about taking advantage of an opportunity. And that's what we're going to talk about today with regards to flash briefings. 
Okay. Can everybody hear me okay? Back. Awesome. So um, well, this is what we're going to talk about. But, but even before we get to the outline, I want to tell you a little bit about myself, just so you know who I am. So my name is Terry Fisher. My, my day job, I'm a physician. I do family medicine and sports medicine at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And um, voice tech, I love technology. I love education. I love healthcare. And I love talking about all those, th those things or any combination of them. So today I'm focusing on technology, specifically voice technology, of course, and education. And why flash briefings, I think, are so important. I'm a podcaster, and I have two podcasts, uh, Lexan Canada podcast and uh, Voice First Health. And I do a flash briefing, of course, the Voice in Canada flash briefing. I started that flash briefing when Alexa first came to Canada. And so I'm now at about my 530 consecutive episode daily of flash briefings. Um, it's not easy. It's a lot of work to do that, but it's extremely rewarding, and I'm going to talk about some of the results of doing that. Um, I've been very fortunate. I don't take this lightly. I really appreciate the community, the, the, the people that listen to my flash briefing, but it's, it's been, ever since I launched it, it's been the, ranked as the number one flash briefing in Canada. And, um, you know, and I, I really do appreciate that. I don't take that lightly. But I think a lot of it goes into setting it up properly, understanding what you're getting into, and, and really doing the best work that you can with it. So this is what we're going to talk about. In order to gauge the talk for the audience, though, I'd love to just get a sense. How many of you have a good understanding of what a flash briefing is, first of all? Okay, so some of you don't. That's fine. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go into that as well. How many of you then listen to flash briefings? Okay. How many of you um, have your own flash briefing currently? So a couple. Okay, great. And so I guess a lot of you... Am I correct to assume that a lot of you are interested in perhaps developing your own flash briefing? Is that fair? Hands? Okay. All right. Awesome. So we've got a lot. And then I want to tell you about a, a really cool experience that I, that I um, did just very recently, uh, how I basically gamified a flash briefing and how it made the engagement go through the roof. And it's a little bit more of some advanced flash briefing techniques, but we'll get to that. Okay. So what is a flash briefing? The simplest way that I can describe this to you is it's like a short podcast. Okay. So podcasts can be anywhere from, you know, how many of you listen to podcasts? So most people here. So, you know, podcasts will vary in length, but they can be over an hour. Some of them are multiple hours. Flash briefings are typically one to two minutes. They can be longer, but in my experience and from talking to other people that are, that are interested in flash briefings, one to two minutes is the ideal length. And I've surveyed my audience and they agree with this. When I ask the audience what length flash briefings do you like, most of them say two minutes max. There's a couple of outliers. But essentially, it's short audio content. It's a subscription. So you subscribe to it on Alexa simply by saying, enable your flash briefing name. And here's the really cool thing about this versus all other skills on Alexa. Once you've enabled it, you never, ever have to worry about that invocation name again because you simply say, what's my news? So that's a big distinction between flash briefings and the rest of the skills. And of course, it's an intimate way to reach your audience. You're talking to them more in the, typically in the morning is when people listen to their flash briefings, when they're getting ready for their day. That's a quick overview of what a flash briefing is. But if you think of it like a short podcast that you can subscribe to on your Amazon Alexa and listen to it on a regular basis, that's pretty much what it is. Okay? So why a flash briefing? Well, as we all know, we're all here, right? We're all here at a voice conference. Now you must have a voice presence. Okay. If you don't have a presence, 
Whatever you're in, your competitors will eventually. This is a huge opportunity right now. Like I said, there is a white space, and we'll talk about some of the statistics in terms of podcasts and skills versus how many flash briefings there are. And it's a great intro, really, to voice technology. Flash briefings are extremely simple. They do take work. There's some steps that you have to do to put them together, but they're very simple to develop. I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder, and I figured it out. And in fact, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I was going to tell you at the end. Um, I created a course, um, flashbriefingformula.com. It's completely free. I'm not selling anything. It walks you through in detailed video, videos how to set it up, okay? flashbriefingformula.com. So if you miss anything here, and I'm going a little bit quickly, there's a lot to cover, I go through everything in much more detail in that course. Okay, so you're searchable on Amazon. So when you have a, a flash briefing, now all of a sudden when somebody goes to Amazon and they type in something that they're looking to buy potentially, if you're in that sector, that niche, your flash briefing name could potentially come up. So you're now searchable on Amazon. As I already said, the invocation name is not needed once you've already um, uh, enabled it. And people are listening to these in their transitional moments. So they're getting ready, they're getting dressed, they're cooking, they're preparing their breakfast. Most people listen to them first thing in the morning. And you, as, a, as the voice behind it, become a part of their day. Why now? Prime real estate. If, we could, if I go back those 30 years to Vancouver, this is all about prime real estate right now. There are very few flash briefings relative to everything else out there right now in terms of people that are, or ways that you can provide content to your audience. Little competition, and you can become a thought leader, truly, in this. Because if you're one of the first to this, and people start listening to these, and we know you're gonna see stats all over the course of this week about how many people are buying these Echo devices and, and other smart speakers, it's going through the roof. And if you can get on there early, people are going to find you. All right, podcasts. How many podcasts are there out there? Approximately, you're gonna hear different numbers, see different numbers, 650 podcasts are currently out there, okay? How many Alexa skills are there? There's about 90,000 right now. And of those, how many flash briefings currently exist? Approximately 10,000, okay? So those are the numbers right now, okay? Sorry, I'm blocking your view there. Said another way, for every 65 podcasts that are currently out there right now, there's one flash briefing, okay? There's the opportunity, right there, staring you in the face, okay? So let's go through how do you actually develop a flash briefing. I'm gonna take you through some steps. And just like building a home, building some real estate, you can think of your building your flash briefing as building your own real estate. So you need to, first of all, have your plans, your architectural plans, what is it about? So again, the stuff that I'm talking about here and the steps I'm taking you through, again, if, if you wanna follow along, you can, you'll be able to look at it in the course. But basically the first step is figuring out what you want to talk about. And these are some of the key concepts that I would suggest that you think about. And I'll just briefly touch on each one of these. Who are you for? Who's your show for? Who is the person that you're addressing? Really get a sense of that. And what is their problem? Because there's no point, really, well, I mean, you can always produce a flash briefing for fun, which is, I think they're fun, <laughs> just to do it for fun. But if you wanna have an impact on your audience, what problem are they experiencing? And how can, by listening to your flash briefing, can you take them through some type of transformation? My, my flash briefing voice in Canada, it really appeals to Canadians who are trying to learn how to get the most out of their smart speakers. And by listening to my flash briefing, I answer their questions. And 
think about ways you can make it unique. Right now, there's not that many, so you are going to be unique to start off. But as people start to produce more and more flash briefings, how can you create your own personal brand around it, your own personal voice? You're going to have to, these are the things that you're going to need to set up your flash briefing. You're going to need a title, and those are the specifications that Amazon gives you. A short description, a long description, and keywords. Okay? Remember, as I said, this is searchable on Amazon. So when you do this, you want to be strategic about the words that you use. Think about what keywords your audience is searching for when they search for something on Amazon. Think about that in terms of your title, your short description, your long description, and your, and your keywords. Now, again, I know from surveying my audience, at least my audience, I ask them, how do you find your flash briefings? That's a big problem right now because unless you actually know the flash briefing name, how do people discover it? Discoverability, you're going to hear that a lot probably over the course of the week too. Discoverability is an issue with Alexa skills. How do you discover these? So the top three ways that my audience told me that they discover flash briefings, number one, word of mouth. Okay? So how do you, that's, you know, that's sort of hard to control other than just doing the best job you can. So people are talking about it and say, hey, this is a good flash briefing. Okay? Number two, the Alexa app on their mobile phone. So when you look at the mobile phone and you search for flash briefings, the things that you will see when you're looking at a flash briefing are the icon, which we'll talk about, the title, and the short description. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about it. That is the first thing that somebody's going to see when they search for a flash briefing. Okay? When they click on it, then they see the long description. And the keywords are hidden. Nope, they don't ever see the keywords, but that goes into the, the search optimization for you behind the scenes. Uh, oh, sorry, and the third way that people find it is something that I'll talk about at the end, but I'll just mention briefcast.fm. It's a flash briefing network um, that I've created to, to really feature some of the best flash briefings. But I'll talk more about that at the end. Um, okay, so frequency. You can choose how often you want to do your flash briefings. The best practices right now are to do it daily. You can choose to do it weekly, okay, and so on. There's different ways that you can do it. Daily is the best. Now, here's the catch. Of everything that I'm going to tell you today, the hardest part of creating a flash briefing is, is being consistent. Because if you're going to commit to doing this on a daily basis, imagine if you were listening to your favorite radio station and they're broadcasting for three days and you turn them on the next day and there's dead air. And the next day they show up again. And the next day they're, they're gone. I would argue that perhaps that even damages your brand more because it makes you really unreliable and unpredictable. So unless you can really commit to doing it consistently, then, you know, then think twice about it. I think that's, that, that's the most, most important part to realize out of anything I'm going to say. Length, I already talked about that. One to two minutes, that's the ideal length. What do you talk about? You need to have enough content. If, you're, if you are going to do this on a daily basis, you need to have enough content. So think about the ways you can do that. I can tell you what I do is, so for Voice in Canada, I have sort of brainstormed some subcategories that I can talk about. So I can talk about Alexa news. I can talk about interesting products. I can do skill reviews. I can do a, a, a podcast teaser for my podcast. I can do um, you know, interesting deals that I find. And so I have this sort of catalog of ideas. On top of that, here's a little tip. Subscribe to Google Alerts and put in the keywords that you're talking about. And every day, you can choose to have Google send you an email that has the, the top news stories based on your keywords. So I use that to find a lot of my content. Flash briefing icon. So as I mentioned, this is actually very important because although we're in a voice, we're moving towards a voice first world, 
a multimodal world, they are going to see your icon when they first are looking for a flash briefing to subscribe to. So ideally, you want something that is going to grab their attention. These are some of the specifications, just so that you know. Um, I don't want to get into that too much. But I want to show you one thing very briefly here. Um, let me just go. I'm just going to jump out of this for a second. I'm going to just pull up the, the, uh, the website here. Something to keep in mind, as you probably are, are aware, but I'll just show you. These are um, some of the icons, right? When you create the icon, it's going to be a square. When you put it into Amazon, it's going to cut off the corners. It's going to crop it to a circle. So keep that in mind. If you want to have a really professional looking icon, you want to have something that's going to look good when it gets cropped. This is hashtag trending, and unfortunately it got cut off there. Okay? So just a little tip there to keep that in mind. Okay, so let's continue here. Now I know some of you were at the, uh, the voice branding uh, talk yesterday. You're going to want to have, you know, what is your voice in the sense of what is, what is your tone of voice? What do you sound like? How are you speaking? My personal one, and maybe this is how I'm coming across right now, I like to be casual, I like to be conversational, which means that I don't overly produce my recordings. When I record, if I stumble over my words, I say ah, uh, I say um, I say whatever. I actually kind of laugh at myself typically, and I move on, and I don't edit it out. And that's the kind of persona that I want to have with my community. You may have a brand where it has to be very professional sounding, very trustworthy, very serious, and you might have to have a very edited, edited um, flash briefing. But something to think about, how do you want to come across? And this gets into the whole idea of sonic branding. Um, again, do you have an audio logo, which is very important to have at the beginning now as we move towards this voice for space? Do you have a little audio? And I'll give you some examples of this. And do you have an, uh, like an introduction? Uh, you'll hear in mind, there's a, there's a voice, it's a voiceover, just a very short clip, only like a couple seconds because the whole episode is so short. You don't want it to be long. But let me turn the volume up. And, and you'll know that these are, these are identifiable. Anybody know what that is? Yeah, T-Mobile. Yeah. McDonald's. Intel, right? So you know those. And, it, and if you can have that with your flash briefing, your brand, they're going to hear that every day. And then whenever you produce your audio content, if you've got that, that's going to go a long way to establishing your brand. So then you've got to collect your tools and equipment. Um, so you need some hardware. Uh, oh, even before we get to that, why do you need good tools? Well, obviously quality is important here, right? We're talking about audio. That's the primary mode here that you're communicating. So. Um, you know, again, I think about, I use the radio station analogy a lot. If a radio station just had poor quality audio and was staticky, like how long would you listen to it? Probably not very long. So the, the, the equipment that you need is not, you don't have to spend a fortune on it, um, but you do need some good stuff. This is the microphone that I use. Um, it's called the ATR2100. It costs, I think it's around 90 bucks, 100 bucks. It's, it's, it's a very good sort of starter microphone. I've used it for years. Okay. I also, at home, I have a, a boom arm microphone stand. It just makes it really convenient because I can just sort of pull it in when I'm talking, swing it away, and it's out of my way. And a pop filter. It's those sort of little screens that you see in front of the microphone. And that's to stop those P sounds and T sounds from really kind of jumping out at you when you hear, when you hear that audio. Um, that's about all you need. Because when it comes to the software, I use free software. You'll see, I have a Mac, I use GarageBand. If you have a, a PC, you can use something like Audacity. And there are other tools that you can use as well. Okay. 
So the next step, we're going to go on to testing them. All right. So what I recommend you do is even before you set up the whole flash briefing with Amazon, try recording this. Like, you know, is this something that you're going to enjoy doing? Because if you're going to be consistent, it's a commitment, right? Um, so record an episode. You're going to export that episode just to try it out. And you're going to need this episode done when you submit it to Amazon for certification because they want to see audio there when they actually certify it, which is why you actually need an episode before you even um, submit it. Recording tips. So I won't spend a lot of time on this, but there, there are, you can look this up online. Just type recording tips. But there's other tips that says stand up when you're recording. You can actually hear if somebody is smiling in their voice. It comes across as more open. So smile when you, when you, um, when you talk. I don't want to belabor that too much. I want to move on. And, and like, have fun with it. I have fun with it. I, as I get more and more comfortable doing it, I actually am a little, a little bit self-deprecating at times on my, on, my, on my voice in Canada Flash Briefing. I, like I said, I stumble over my words. I make fun of myself. And, um, and one of the things that I've seen in my feedback on my reviews is it really surprised me because I didn't know what kind of feedback I would get. But the thing that I often hear is about my persona. And it's like I really enjoy sort of the cheerful voice in the morning. I was like, oh, that's what they're taking. That's, what they, that's kind of what they thought to comment on, which is really interesting. The next step, register as an Amazon developer account. This is free. Uh, I don't want to jump into this too much, but basically you go search Amazon developer. You create a free account. That's your account on Amazon that allows you to publish skills. Simple. Okay. This is the part that does have a little bit of technical aspects to it. If we were doing like a three-hour workshop or a day workshop on flash briefings, we could go through this together and set it all up. Um, it's very simple to actually do this. It's the most simple skill that you can create because Amazon has a template for setting up flash briefings. When you go into the uh, skill console and you hit flash briefing, like, there's no coding for you to do because a flash briefing is a flash briefing. They all, they all act the same way. The only difference is your title, your keywords, your description, and where it's getting the audio from, that link, that what I talked about. So everything else is set up for you. Again, I walk you through it step by step uh, in those videos. I won't belabor this either, but then what you can do before you actually certify it is you can turn on beta testing. So you can send this to other people and they can listen to it before it's actually live. So you can test it out and get their feedback. Activate the test, invite beta testers, okay, self-explanatory, and get ready to launch. And then you submit for certification. So you send this to Amazon with flash briefings. There's not a lot to them. Typically, although I can't promise this, they, I've heard of people getting back you know, the result from Amazon saying it's been approved within actually a day sometimes, 24 hours, 48 hours kind of thing. All right? So it's pretty quick. Submit it to the first country. It's important to know that when you submit, you're going to have to choose a primary country. So I think for most people here, that will be the United States. Um, if you want your flash briefing to be in multiple countries, doing it this way, what I would suggest you do is wait for that first country to come back certified so you know there are no problems with it. And then you literally set up the same thing that you did copy and pasting everything, the title, the description, the keywords, and everything, but just for the new country. And you can do that and get it into, so mine is in all five English-speaking regions, Canada, US, UK, Australia, and India. Okay. And surprisingly, actually, voice in Canada, Lex in Canada, uh, yes, my, my majority of my audience is in, is in Canada, but I have a, quite a large percentage of um, audience in, in the United States as well. 
And then you know it's all about marketing, marketing your flash briefing so that you get those listeners. As you know, big companies and brands, they make a lot of fuss about new products. When you're launching a flash briefing, this is your chance to really make a big fuss about it and get people on board. And if you've got a network, to really let them know about it so that they can get on there and uh, listen to it and write reviews on Amazon because those reviews are going to help to bring you up in the rankings on Amazon and help you to be discovered. So I've got a couple of minutes here left. I'm going to go through this. This is just a really interesting experience um, that I did. I thought I recently got to my 500th flash briefing, and I wanted to do something really cool. I want to do something really different to celebrate this. And so what I decided to do, I wanted to gamify flash briefings. To thank my uh, listeners, to thank my supporters for coming on the, the podcast, uh, to just do something really cool uh, with flash briefings and show sort of that you can do some creative stuff and um, ultimately also to grow my brand. So here's what I did. And I really, this is, an, this is a little bit of an experiment. So I have my flash briefing and I thought, I'm going to create a contest. Every day on my flash briefing for two weeks, I'm going to give a clue. People have to solve this clue based on stuff on my website or previous podcast episodes. If they can figure out what that clue is, they would then go to a, a custom skill that I developed, crack the code. And I, and I have to give a shout out to VoiceXP. Uh, they're the company that helped me do this. They did an excellent job, so they were fantastic with this. Um, and then they would enter that, they would talk to the skill, they would enter that code, and if they could catch all the codes for the two weeks, then it would ask them for the final code. And if they could enter the final code, they would be in the running for some prizes. I thought, I wonder if this is going to, this, is, this sounds very complicated. They're going to listen to my flash briefing, have to go search my website and my podcast for the clues to solve it, go to the skill, and then when they enter the skill, um, then if they win, they're going to have to then go back to my website to enter the, the contest. Like, I don't know, what's going to happen? So this is what happened. They would go to an opt-in page. So, marketing funnel. Right, we know that engagement increases. Social media, people may stumble across your, st across your stuff just you know, in social media. There's not a lot of engagement, perhaps. If they take the effort to go to the website, that's the next level of engagement. If they actually subscribe to my podcast, that's the next level. My flash briefing on a daily basis. If they actually then go to the game skill, they're taking more action. If they interact with the skill in a way that they really want to play the game, they can ask for an SMS message to be sent to them from the skill, which takes them back to my website where they opt in to my uh, uh, contest and my email list. So this is how it worked. They could enter my funnel anywhere, right? They could potentially find me on social media, my website, my podcast, or my flash briefing. But they were all integrated and in all, for throughout the two weeks, throughout all of those assets, I was driving people towards the flash briefing. Okay? In the flash briefing, there was the contest. And they would listen to the contest and then if they wanted to enter, they would drive, be driven to the Alexa skill, where they would play the game. And then if they want to enter it, they would be sent an SMS message. And that SMS message would send them to the opt-in page. Sounds very complicated. It's a lot of steps. But here's what I found, and it's remarkable. The whole idea of interacting with the flash briefing and creating a game out of it. I had 574 people enter, okay? 20 of which actually solved the code you know, solve the game. And I gave away two prizes, a grand prize and a sort of a participation prize. But this is what's more interesting in my mind. Flash briefing plays. I'm going to show you my stats here, okay? 
before CTC means the two weeks leading up to Crack the Code game. I had 4,681 people play my flash briefing. Okay? Or not, sorry, not that many people, that many plays, how many times it was played. During the two-week uh, contest, I saw 55. So an increase of 19%, almost 1,000 more over the two weeks. So I had an increased amount of, of uh, plays. What about activations? How many new people enabled my flash briefing? During the two weeks prior, I had 70. During the, and during the two weeks of the actual game, 196 people enabled my flash briefing. 180% increase. My web traffic, remember I'm driving people back to my web. 6,000 sessions two weeks prior. During the uh, contest, 12,570. And here's the really interesting part. I said that I, I, I embed my flash briefings on my website as well. People would go to the website and start listening to the old ones so that they could find the other clues to go back to the contest. So the number of flash briefing plays on the web the two weeks prior, 1,300 to 4,000, okay? 200% increase. And I'm active on Twitter. Twitter's my most, uh, is the social media um, site that I use the most often. So remember, I've been doing this for about two years now, and I have about 1,000 followers. It's pretty modest, okay? During the two weeks of the, uh, of the um, it increased by 200. So 20% increase almost in two weeks, and I've been doing this for about two years. How many times did people click on links in my Twitter feed about this contest? 41 in the two, two weeks prior? 216. So people were interested. People were clicking on it. 427% increase. How many times did people retreat? 49, 81, 65%. Likes, you know, this is all the, all the, all the uh, stats that I can track on, twi on Twitter. 510. And here's the crazy one. How many times did people just organically see this? And I, and I should have mentioned this. One of the ways that people could get more entries in the contest was by sharing the contest. So as people would enter, they would share it more. And people would enter, and they would share it more. And people would enter, and they would share it more. And so the number of impressions, the number of times that my stuff was seen on Twitter before, 30,000 times total for the two weeks. During the contest, it was seen 680, 683,000 times for a 2,100% increase, 21 times increase in my, uh, in my Twitter impressions. So despite all those steps, people were engaged. And I'm just going to put this up here. This is, I'm very humbled to put these up. These are, there's Brett sitting right here. These are some of the comments that people um, wrote about the experience and the game. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, I'll just highlight, this is actually an email that I got. Hi, Terry. Well, we have, we have been at trying to find the answer for about two hours. Somebody was playing with my skill for two hours. Like, the amount of engagement. It's crazy. This one down here, this is the most fun I've had online in ages. Um, this is what taking Alexa skills looks, uh, to the next level looks like. This was so well received. And what I discovered is the incredible amount of marketing funnels and marketing that you can do with this setup. You can drive people to your website. You can get people to opt in. And it all started from a quality flash briefing. Yeah. 
So I'm just about out of time here. I want to tell you about two more features. Uh, so, oh yeah, so prime real estate. Here we are. Here's your chance to put your, put your, uh, your flag in the ground right on that waterfront property. Flash briefing formula, like I said, I'm not selling anything with this course. It's entirely free. It's a premium course. It's got 50 videos, walks you through everything that you need to set up a flash briefing, okay? Um, and briefcast.fm, as I said, there's a discoverability issue with flash briefings. One of the ways that I've decided to try to tackle that is create the first flash briefing network. Essentially, it's a, it's a group of vetted flash briefings that are following good practices in terms of length, content, branding, audio quality. And I want to give a shout out. These are the first um, one, two, three, four, five, six, not including myself, that are on there. Emily Binder, who's talking uh, this week, uh, Jen Lehner, uh, Andrea Tucker, uh, Suze Cooper, Daniel Hill, and Peter Stewart all have excellent flash briefings. Um, and so I'm always looking at growing this network. If you have a really quality flash briefing, let me know because I know at least from my subscribers, and, and granted they are aware of this because I do talk about it, this is where they're going now to find their flash briefings. So that's it. Uh, I think I'm out of time, but thank you very much for your attention. That was a lot of fun. All right. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. There was a little bit of something for everyone there for the beginners to learn a little bit about flash briefings, for those that are in the process of making their flash briefings, and for those advanced users that want to get into voice marketing funnels and all the fun statistics, uh, something like a crack the code game is uh, incredibly effective as, uh, as you heard. I am happy to continue to help people with this type of uh, marketing program if they are so interested. I am happy to consult with you on this uh, on an individual level. So if that is something that you are interested in doing, please reach out to me. And uh, it's, I hope it was obvious in this. I'm passionate about flash briefings. I love talking about flash briefings. And uh, you know, if I can work with you to create the ultimate experience that'll help your business, your nonprofit, your interest, whatever that is, then hey, I'm, I'm up for that, okay? And like I said, just a quick reminder as well, if you wanna get started with your own flash briefing, just go and check out my course. Like I said, no cost to you, it's my gift to you. Um, the biggest compliment, again, of course, is if you just share it around, flashbriefingformula.com. All the show notes for this page or for this episode are at a-L-E-X-A in Canada.ca slash 87. And I look forward to speaking with you again very, very soon. All right. Have a great week. Talk to you later. She's got, she's got skills. skills.